Hey guys, before you get into today's episode, I just have to warn you that it is a two-part series with Michael and Nawali. And so if you find that the conversation got cut off in the middle, don't worry, the following episode or part two will come out next week. And so without further ado, get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to the God Be Known podcast, where we want to know God and let God be known. Today is a special day, guys. Uh, We have what I consider to be two legends, two legends on the podcast and people that I highly esteem and I have a lot to say about them. They're my personal opinion as well. Uh, The first one is who I consider to be an inspiration. Uh, You've heard of lyricists. Uh, that we've all looked up to, like J. Cole, Nas, Jay-Z, right? And their words have had an impact in so many lives. And I believe this man is a star among the stars. Uh, He's not just a rapper, but someone who I consider to be a genius. His recent single, Message to the Youth, caught fire all over social media. Radio stations such as CBC did an interview on him, actually. Go check that out. And YouTube, with over 34,000 views, uh, he loves God, he's humble, and he's also a motivator. Uh, watch out for this guy because no one is safe, as me and him would say. Uh, he's a lion that cannot be tamed, and you could catch his release single on Spotify and YouTube entitled Give Thanks. Now, for the second one is who I believe to be a mogul. Uh, if you heard of names like Kanye West, Jerry Lorenzo, Yeezys, Fear of God, I believe this man will not only be of same status, but surpass them. Uh, He's in a category all on his own. He is unique. He is different. And he's also the CEO and the designer of a clothing street brand called Dreams Never Die that aims to really bring passion and creativity out of the world. His brand has been worn and it's also been promoted by celebrities and literally every second person that I know and encounter. He loves God, he is modest, and I believe he's shifting the culture. I like to liken him to a Black Panther. He's swift, he's still, but you feel his impact everywhere that you go. So you could catch his stuff on dreamsneverdie.ca. You know, I entitled this podcast Dream Chasers because that's what I believe these two exemplify, honestly. These two are my brothers, they're my friends, they are co-laborers in Christ with me, and I'm inspired by their lives every single day. Now, without further ado, let's welcome the deadly duo to the God Be Known podcast, Michael and Nawali. Nawali and Michael. <laughs> what people don't know is that we are doing this the second round. <laughs> Over. <laughs> because the first time didn't work. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, oh, I appreciate you. I think it feels even better hearing it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Wow. Yeah, I was. I was actually telling Michael and Nawali that after the introduction, the first time around, they got silent, like dead <laughs> silent. They did not know what to say anymore. But it's true. That's that's honestly what I think about you guys and people who are listening and watching need to know that as well. You guys are you guys are an inspiration, man. Humbling to hear, honestly. That's what we're here for, right? Absolutely. 
absolutely. So I, I want to I get straight into it. I want the people to know about your background, your guys' story, and how you guys got started out. Um, you, either of you guys could go first, but uh, let the people know. Share, share a little bit about you guys and how you guys started. For sure. I would say <clears throat> I got into music when I was uh, 16, but hip hop has always been circulating in our home for like, ever since I can remember, since we honestly been in Canada, like our oldest brother put us on to like 50 Cent and artists like that when BT was super big. I remember BT. seeing, yeah, Basement with Ticket and wow. all that. So it'd be really, you know, I, I got hooked into that so young and um, I honestly didn't know I would be an artist, but um, it was just, always like I always gravitated towards hip hop music and uh I didn't start till I was sixteen and um I didn't take it seriously till I was about nineteen. And um like you said, just to, to be able to see the way um I've impacted people is, is one of the greatest gifts that this craft has been given that, that has given to me throughout this time. <clears throat> but um I would say like I doubled down on the craft like, during COVID uh me and Michael actually had a conversation and uh, he just said, you know, you want to take it to the next level, you got to, you got to follow these steps. And, and honestly, ever since I took that advice, it's honestly been night and day. And uh, honestly, having a, a brother like him in your corner, like, you know, there's no way you can fail. Really. Yeah, yeah. So clearly your, your brother is, has also impacted you and influenced, you know, you and your music. And, and how you know you wanted to to level up as well. Absolutely, Michael. Chat a little bit about you, man. Share your story. <laughs> um, man, like looking back, like all my friends, like it's crazy. Like talking to them now, they're like, I feel like we always knew you would, you know, do clothing or like go into the design realm, you know, or be in that category. Because like from young, that's all I cared about was like being fly like wearing clothes like it, it, didn't, it didn't matter if it didn't fit me like i would fight my older brothers like it, clothes would be like all the way up to my knees but i knew like you know i knew i'd get compliments like at, at school or junior high high school whether if it was like reselling kicks like i was really really into jordans and like you know the early yeezys like the, the ver first versions and even like you know just just being able to flip the clothes or like, you know, buying other clothes by reselling. And, you know, I just remember <clears throat> in high school not being able to get like Babe or Supreme and like always having that like drive to be like, yo, like when this drops, like I got to save this money up mm -hmm. or ask Fabrice, like my older brother, like to hook it up or, you know, like it just, I felt like fashion was always so big to me. Mm -hmm. And like, <clears throat> I think one of like my biggest inspirations was probably my mom low-key like wow. i feel like since young like she would always want us to look the best like you know like she would always try and dress the best dress the flyest or like and then you know it would it would definitely rub on to all of us it was like just always having that standard of you know dressing your best wherever you go um and i think it just you know stayed with me yeah. so but then, like, moving on to, like, actually beginning a business or starting up a clothing brand or thinking of a name. or That took, like, a while. It took me, like, maybe a year to, like, fully actually dive into it because I went through, like, four or five months of, like, designing, 
and with my cousin helping me on Photoshop, showing me how to put it onto the hat because you know that was my first product was a trucker hat. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was just this one night in March thirty. It was like March thirtieth, twenty twenty, early COVID stages. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing basketball at the time. Uh, season got cut out. You're just at home. You're like with the family, you know, you don't really have nothing to do. Everyone was in their own room doing their own thing. And like, I just didn't, I don't like to just sit and not have like something going for me or like something to look up, look, um, look forward to. Like I had nothing to look forward to besides school. Like it was like, okay, we got class two days. You know, there's just no drive there. So I was sitting in my room and it just hit me. It's like dreams never die. Like, you know. And that's how, that's how you got the name. Just I got you were in like, your room by yourself yeah. and it just came to you. It just came to oh. me. Like definitely a lot of, you know, visions from God. I feel like that was from God because like, when I said it in my room, like everything shifted. Like I ran to my brothers, like immediately I came downstairs and I was like, yo, like I'm going to start a clothing brand. I'm going to be on a Louis Vuitton level. I'm going to have the runways. Like I was just like, like from the jump, like brand wasn't even made yet, but like I just felt like that was the standard. Like why not? Why not think big from the jump? Like why not think big? These are people that I've been looking up to, been trying to study. Whether it's just looking at the culture, the music, the videos, or the red carpets, the the fashion week, seeing how they dress. Wow. You know, it's like if I'm so in tune with it, why not think big and you know pray that you can impact the people to come at that at that level so wow and then moving after that i made the hat um and the funny thing is like i spent a whole summer trying to make the hat and every place i would go to like declined they're like oh this design is too hard it won't work mm. like uh, you should just you can't ever do this like it's too hard there's so many um embroidery shops that sent the hat back it was messed up. It couldn't work. They were like, yo, we got to send you your money back. Sorry. But I was honestly defeated. I was like, yo, like, maybe dreams do die, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, like, yeah, yeah. I thought to myself, wow. like, wow. It, was a, it was a good run, man. But maybe it's, it's other things you should focus on. School, finishing up. Uh, I was in psych, finishing it up, uh, going into my last year. But, man, um. My friend, Sabri, uh, he came home during Christmas break and he was like, I really think like you should, you know, like try again, try to make the hat, try to try to see if it works. So <clears throat> I found an embroidery yeah. shop um, and shout outs to him because like, you know, sometimes you need, you know, a friend or a brother to push you back into that direction. You know, like, mm-hmm. kind of like what he said earlier was like, mm-hmm. oh. You, you you helped me inspire me or, or like you know shift my thinking to making it seem like it's possible mm. so you know sometimes you, you need that and so he told me try again and we went we went to a little shop in <clears throat> west Edmonton mall it's like a tiny tiny store downstairs mm. next to the dollarama and she mm. was like i got you i'll do it whatever it is you know when they say that off rip that means like they're gonna do it for sure like yeah even asked twice so she made the hat and funny as it is i wasn't sold by the hat right and it's crazy because i feel like that hat you know changed my life and, but, and when you're referring to that hat is it the hat that 
Noali's wearing right now? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And it was Got that you. trick of heart. And I didn't fall in love with it at first, but like everyone closest to me, like who weren't biased, were like, nah, like this is nice. This is perfect. This is like, wow. this is amazing. And, you know, and, that, and then I started to put a fit on with it and like mix and match with it you know, wear this with it, wear different textures of it. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, I can really fit this with almost anything. I could wear it with a blazer, wear it with a puffer, wear it with a denim jacket. Like, it just started to become easier and easier to, to stop. So I was like, you know, let's try it out. And posted it on, like, Instagram. And, like, without people even knowing it was mine, they're, you know, saying good things about it. So, and then, honestly, what pushed it, an extra mile was just getting that approval from you know my parents like my my mom my father like now they're just like yo like this is from god you didn't you didn't fight you didn't like make this up it just came to you and we're here and you know go go after it so wow and i always tell this to everyone like as much as we don't want to say it but having that you know encouragement from your parents you know people who brought you into this world can really set the bar at a different level. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's hard to admit, but it's facts. Like, you know, like hearing their you know approval, hearing their encouragement, wow. it's like, you really feel like you could chase anything, chase any dream, chase, you know, so, and now yeah. 2022, we're, we're here. And, you, yeah. you know, what's actually interesting, again, just hearing both of you guys' story, I mean, we both have had, you know, our fair share of conversations. I've had my conversations with you, Nawali. I've had conversations with you, Michael. And, you know, hearing the process or hearing the journey <clears throat> on what it takes to actually accomplish, you know, your dreams, which honestly... I would love to ask you guys this, and I, I want to go into the the parental topic because that's that's one of the questions that I had. Um, because there are a lot of people that listen and watch this podcast predominantly from the ages of twelve to seventeen and twenty eight to thirty five. That's my demographic, mostly mm -hmm. around that age, and um. I I I want to speak on their behalf. Like I'm I'm the person who wants to represent them and ask you guys the question. But the first question that I had was what is what is a dream defined as for you guys? What is a dream defined as? Because I think you you touched on it. You guys touched on it. You dibble dabbled around it a little bit where it's kind of like this, this, this vision or this picture that, that seems very daunting and intimidating, you know, but nonetheless, you go after it and you, and you chase after that dream. But for you guys, I, I, I would love to hear it from your end and then we'll get into the parent conversation, but what is a dream defined for you guys? I would say like, um, since I started making music like 10 years ago, mm. um, looking back since I was 16 to now, I would say the, it like transforms over time, you know? Mm. Um, 
initially you like oh you want that record deal you want to break out you want to you want to be like overnight success quote unquote or you you know you just want to make it but mm. as i've evolved over time i realized to me the dream really is impact wow more than more than a hit song or more than wow you know more than a billion streams or you know a million dollars to me it's like how many people say god forbid i left tomorrow would be like uh wow like wally's dedication to his craft or the message he had in his music you know his relentlessness even though like you know the obstacles came his way or whatever the case may be i can i can apply the things he used in his craft or in his life mm -hmm. to help myself and wow. i think i think that's the dream i think to me that's that's what that's what keeps the the dream alive for me to be honest that's amazing for you, a dream, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is for you, a dream is the impact that you have in other people's lives through mm -hmm. whatever craft that you're given, which is exactly. you know, music and other mediums that, that you know, you're gifted and have your strength in. Wow, that's really sure. good. It's impact. Mikey, what about you? How do you, how do you define a dream? Um... Like he said, like he it he does it does transform a lot, you know, it shifts a lot, but definitely impacting <clears throat> like the generation to come. Wow. You know, like the people after me. Um, but honestly though, I think like for me a dream is is really turning nothing into something. Because mm. um, like you said, when you start it up, it's like mm -hmm it's so small like it's like it's so small as if anytime you bring it up to someone it's like you know it's whatever right like when you start up like when you bring it to up to like 10 people or whatever like most of the time it's just like it's minuscule to them mm. you know but that's like the whole part of the dream it's it's being so impactful that people buy into your dream you know wow. but also it's like what are you most passionate about like you know, like a dream is like your passion. It's like mm. you wake up and you love this. You know, you wake up and this is what, you know, keeps you alive or, or this is what keeps you going. You know, it's it's your dream. You know, yeah. You are yeah. people, their dreams to play an NBA, you know, but when they get there, they realize this wasn't my dream or it was a dream for a different reason. Or, wow. You know, it's like what makes you, you know, the most energize or, or want to work for like what what keeps you going what keeps you motivated because like i feel like when people are you know being inspired it's like i think they're most inspired because of how passionate someone is you know well it's like i want to be like cody because he, when he came in the game he was so like you know he wanted it and so it's like when you start in the rap game you want it you want the you want the attention you want the the hype you want to continue to inspire when you start clothing like you want people to buy in you want people to understand your your culture understand your fashion or what 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 designs you make you want people to understand it and also relate to it so wow i feel like yeah a dream is just what keeps you the most passionate and what and that that could just transform into other people becoming as passionate about their own wow. dreams and yeah that's really good yeah. That's really, really good. You know, I think these are, they're, they're great measurements when it comes to actually defining for yourself what the dream is, you know, which is 
do you have a passion for what you're doing? And, and not just what you're doing, but also who you're becoming, you know, who you have to become in order to even accomplish that dream, enjoying that process and that journey uh, more than the actual destination itself, I think is a great definer of, or a great measurement, I should say, of, of a dream that, that you have, you know, and being, and being passionate, you know, in, in that process. For, for, okay, so people are like listening to this right now. And, you know, I could hear them say, I could hear them say, I don't think I could bring impact in the world. Or I could hear them say, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what I love. I don't know what energizes me when I get out of bed and what I you know, want to do. And for you guys, how, how did you guys identify that? Like, how, how, did you, how do you speak to the person that says, you know what, I don't think I'm going to have any impact in this world? How do, you, how do you talk to that person? And then how do you talk to the person that says, you know, I actually don't know what my passion is. I don't know what I love to do. How did you guys, you know, figure that out for, for y'all? I would say like, uh, how, how willing, like your level of willingness, like how, how much are you willing to, to dedicate to, to a craft, you know, to the point where you might not have any impact initially, but how, how long are you willing to dedicate to that thing before you see results? Like Michael said, like, turning something into like from nothing right and it's that process you know like are you not going to give up i feel like a lot of people before they see any traction before they see any results that gap between starting and seeing anything they give up so i would say just hold on a little longer you know because, i love that you know you, you you're closer than you think and a lot of times we psych ourselves out you know due to self-doubt or you know yeah. The comparison too is is another thing. Not don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to yourself. Yeah, you know? that's good. That's true. Yeah. Can sorry. Can you can you talk a little bit about that some more? Because yeah, you know, even when I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about something that could disqualify people. Is is this plague called comparison? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really it's really a plague, especially among young people, you know? And I just love that you said, you didn't say it directly, but I heard the undertone of it, which is connected to what Michael was saying, which was, you know, endure in the midst of taking nothing and turning it into something. You know, like appreciate the small seed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and endure in making sure that you cultivate that and, and, and you will see throughout time that you are having an impact. But what disqualifies a lot of people is they compare themselves to yeah. other people and they say, well, I'm not having the level of impact that that person is having in this category of what I'm trying to go after, you know? 
And so how did you overcome comparison? You know, yeah. how, how did you, how did you overcome that? And Mikey, I would love for you to comment on that as well. I would say like when you when you look at artists, right, we see the end result, we see the end product, but there's like decades, if not like 10 years plus of like hard work, you know, um, realizing that J. Cole got denied by Jay-Z the first time he tried to give him his music mm -hmm. or Jay-Z got turned down by every record label. You know, there's like so many stories of like, we see Jay-Z's now a billionaire, but it's like he didn't start at that point. So breaking down that overnight success um perception that we, we perceive people at the end result mm -hmm. but it's like but in reality they put in so much work you know and i, I would say that's what I, I i like to do and i realize that um the only person you got to compare yourself to is yourself you know and to see, to see that you're making better music or to see that you're having a better impact it's like okay i just gotta continue this formula you know and uh, I found that, like, it's true what they say about uh, comparison robs you of joy. Like, I've, yeah. I found myself, like, as other humans do, we all do compare ourselves to others. I would say, like, that really stunts your growth. It hinders your creative your creative outlets because you're like, oh, I'm not there yet. But, uh, like, tying this all back to God, is God says don't despise small beginnings, you know? So, yes. so. I would say a big thing about this time around with music is God is at the center and um, mm -hmm. really, really, really being intentional and like prayerful and thoughtful. Like having God in this is like night and day because opportunities wow. that I never thought would ever occur are happening. And I feel like the level of impact is way more genuine too. You know? Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Mikey, what do you um, have to say about it? Man, honestly, like I feel like it just comes with, comes with it, man. It comes with everything. It comes with basketball. It comes with music. It comes with leadership. Like you're always gonna be compared to someone, you know. Even yeah. being in a big family, like you're always gonna be compared to your siblings. It, you know, like it's just what I realize is just stay in your lane. You know, like wow, stay in your lane and work in your lane. You know, like. Mm. I listen to a lot of Nipsey, you know, and what he always says is like, Yo, run, run a lap every day, run a lap every day, you know, stick to your marathon, you know, it's, life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So the way I see it, it's just like Kobe and LeBron always compared, MJ and Kobe always compared. It's like, but one thing you can say is that they're all great, right? Yeah. You know, they're all great. Clothing brands, so many clothing brands always compared to essentials off-white, easy, like, Virgil and Kanye, best of friends, you know, but towards the end, as you can see, like, there was a sever in the relationship due to comparison, due to wanting more, wanting this. I think what I realized is just being appreciative of what you have, you know, it's like, you can only grow so much, right, and at the end of the day, everything is in God's will, so as you learn your lane, as you learn to find what you're good at um i say just stick to your script and just baby steps you know take it day by day and uh you know like you said i guess the question was like how do you tell someone to be more impactful or how do you help them to realize how impactful they are i think it's like small or big is, is always appreciated right like small impact or good impact or, or immense impact right yes, like yes 
you never realize who's watching, right? Like, there's so yeah. many times I was like maybe at the mall or like, you know, I, I don't I don't go around screaming like I have a clothing brand or like this is me. I have dreams when I die, right? And it's such a small like city like this, but you know, it's good to see younger kids, you know, like coming up to me and saying like, yo, like I appreciate your brand and you know, it's it, it gives me inspiration. It's like, you know, that's that's. That's that's a small impact, right? Wow. It's like it's yeah. one person, but you know that person was watching, right? So I think, it, like you said, like it's a lot of self doubt, a lot of fear, but you won't get anything in, anywhere in life if you don't actually overcome those fears, overcome those doubts. Yes, and that's yeah. a conversation me and Pastor Sam have had. Like I don't even know how many times, like you know, the conversation about fear, the conversation about you know, like why are people so scared or why you know, it's like. That's like one of the things that I still question to this day. Like, why are people so fearful? It's mm-hmm. like we know, you know, what God has done, what He has laid down for us. You know, it's like, should we still be afraid of chasing the dreams? Like, should we still be afraid of doing, you know, what we want to do or what we feel like would impact the most? So, you know, so it's just it's yeah. things I've, I've been thinking about a lot, man. And, it's just, it always really comes down to fear, really. Like, and it's crippling. And and you nothing starts like at the top, right? Like you don't just start at the top. Yeah. You know, unless it was handed to you. But so it's like, of course, you're gonna have to go through those days where you don't want to wake up and, and go to yeah. work or go grind it out. It's like, but isn't that why these guys are so great it's because you have to endure it you have to enjoy you know all the steps all the you know it's like it's a part of it right like that's life and i just feel like we should we should focus on ourselves more and and block out the noise block out the comparisons because i'm sure everyone that we've ever looked up to was compared to someone and i know even like being a pastor being a pastor for so many young people like always going to be a comparison or or being a leader to to many like it's just you could do this you could do this better you could do that better but it's like focus on the lane that you have and work on it right like nothing should be rushed and Mm -hmm. i just feel like you just have to appreciate all the steps i think i think what you're you're touching on is something i think we need to talk about uh fear I think we have to talk about that. And I would love, love to to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I 100% totally agree and resonate with the fact that fear stops a lot of us from stepping into the things that we would love to do, things that we're passionate about, and it could be fear in so many different areas, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of, you know, so on and so forth. Hmm. Why do you think, why is fear, man, such a big factor that cripples a lot of people from stepping into their dreams? I think you uh, you said it in one of your sermons, right? Like sometimes we make our fear bigger than God, you know? Mm, say that one more time you said that in one of your sermons that sometimes we make our fears bigger than god gotcha gotcha Mm. and uh it's very crippling and 
I would say uh, fear goes hand in hand with like overthinking, you know. Mm. And and ninety nine percent of the time, or majority of the time, what you fear most is what you need to do. That's you know? so true, <laughs> right? So I think I think um, fear, as bad as as bad as like as bad of a label it has, I think it's a good thing because it's like you've got to face that. You gotta you gotta face your fears in order to. It's like every 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 new level there's a new devil, right? So Absolutely. every new level you reach, there's a new fear you have to overcome. And yeah. it's like you won't know how to overcome it unless you face it. So yeah. I would say fear is put there to test yourself, to test your grit, to test your gut, to test like how bad you want it, you know? And wow. fear is always gonna be there. I think like no matter yeah. how great you are, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have like referring to basketball, you're gonna have fear that you might miss that game in shot. But if you put in the hours, you know, you're prepared. You know, so mm. I would say fear, like me, fear with preparation. It's like wow. as in execute. You know, execute in those crucial moments of, of when you feel fearful. Yeah, and I would say like what helped me overcome overthinking uh, was honestly the gym because. I felt like I've always, yeah, I felt like I've always had like a strong mind, especially because of like the way I've, I've just elevated and continued to grow over these years. I would say you can't have a sharp mind without a sharp body, you know? Yeah, wow. Because they go hand in hand, I believe. And there's just so many benefits to it, you know? I feel like it just, your overall health is better. You're less tired and you're more focused. And it's, it's like another win you could just add to the list of things you've done in the day. Absolutely. It's, it's such a, it's such a holistic way of thinking, you know, I think Mm -hmm. we, we isolate these things sometimes and we polarize them to, to say, you know, if I don't, if I, if I just take care of, you know, my mental, but I'm not taking care of my physical, we have to understand that all of it is connected, like Mm -hmm. all of it. And, and, and God wants us to have holistic health. He doesn't want us to polarize or isolate these things, you know. We really, I, John, I think, John says in scripture, I think it's Second John, but one of the things he says is, I, I hope it goes well with you as it is with your soul. It's, mm-hmm. it's this idea of you will be well in life when your soul is well. And, and it's him kind of point out, pointing out this reality that it's all connected. It's all connected. When you take care of your soul, your well-being, your life will be also taken care of as well. And we could add the physical into that. We could add the mental into that and, and so much more. Um, yeah, that's, that's really good, Nawali. I, I appreciate you saying that. Mikey, what, you said you've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. The idea of like people. What have you been thinking about? I have been thinking a lot about this topic because, um, you know, I, I realized like people let other people's failures onto their lives. You know, like they let, they see that that, that person failed and that person could be someone like in their close knit mm. um, surroundings, like in their family or friendships or whatever. Like they'll see that, uh, you know, failure or like things went wrong and, and they're, lives and, and put it onto them and be like you know i don't know if i could do it because they they couldn't do it and you know i feel mm. like people are afraid of rewriting you know or changing the history like you know and and 
going into the future with a different mindset. Like people should, you know, look at someone other someone's failure and be like, how could I, you know, make it go good or like how could I how could I win in this situation or how could I change this failure to a, a dub really like yeah wow um, you know it's kind of like you know when some people have conversations with their parents and be like oh it, it didn't work out for me so it probably wouldn't work out for you you know mm. you know like yeah it's good to you know always listen to you know what your people are saying but it's like that's not the right mentality right you know mm. i feel like when other people say it didn't work out for me, so it wouldn't work out for you. But it's like, okay, well, like, let's break it down. Like, why didn't it work out? You know, and then, wow. you know, your story won't be the same as his story. My story won't yeah. be the same as anyone else's story. So it's like, yeah, I think going we get back to that up, comparison game. Yeah, it's like, I think we get too caught up in other people's stories and, and how it went for, for them. But it's like, mm. you always have that mentality and be like, oh, it happened to them. It's probably going to happen to me then that fear will always be there it's like wow you always you always just settle for for less or settle for yeah you know for there's more right there's more more to accomplish if you change that mindset and be like okay how do i you know change this or how do i approach this a different way Mm -hmm. and i guess to do that you just have to believe right you just have to have faith you have to have faith that faith like you just have to have faith man that's what i was actually gonna i was gonna comment on that and say and ask you guys how big of a role did faith play in (laughs) like chasing your dream because like a lot of people are probably listening to this and are probably saying like you know I'm I'm scared to take this next step. Like I'm terrified to come out with the new album. I'm I'm terrified to come out with, you know, this this idea or this dream that I've been pondering about for years. Like what are other people going to say about it? What are other people going to, you know, think about it? So on and so forth. It's like how big of a role did faith play? And did faith mean guarantee? Mm-hmm. you know like did yeah i what do you guys yeah talk about that man the, the biggest bar i've ever heard was <laughs> um you know have faith in god focus on god have faith in god and the rest will come in a tenfold right mm-hmm. and like that was like peak peak or beginning of or like maybe three four months into the brand right where i was just like yeah, I was doing pretty well, but I was focusing so, so much on the brand or like, okay, why isn't it doing this way? Or like, you know, why, why, why? Or like so many questions, so many questions. But throughout that time, you're just focusing on the product, but you're not focusing on the creator, right? So, you, yeah. so or the, the you know, the, the maker. Yeah. So it's like, when you switch that focus, you know, and everything changes right there but faith played a big role because like like you said you're turning nothing into something so you know you don't know if it's gonna go good or bad but if you have faith and if you do your research i think research is key like research Mm. is big yeah kind of the preparation that nawali was talking about wow it's big it's like 
you can't knock down that shot if you're not practicing taking that shot. Right. You know, it's like if you really look at Kobe's videos or how he used to train, like he would say, I practice these shots. Like I practice shooting game these, these game winner shots, uh, these game winning moments. I practice this night and day. So, and life is like, you don't just get nothing without putting in that work. Yeah. You know, it's like, but that's why it's so, it's, it's crazy when, you know, that's why when I say like that person's story can never be your story if you're not either doing what that person's doing or modifying how he went about that or how he, she went about that, you know, what he was going after. So it's like, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, Pastor Sam's doing this and, you know, like I can do it with K, but he is doing it, but how is he doing it? What mm. what does he do to, to set up the podcast? How many hours is it taking? You know, what, the preparation, the long nights. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and while he's rapping, okay, how is he working on his lyrics? It's like, you don't just pick it up and say, I'm going to do this. It's like, okay, but what are the steps? And then through that, you're building, and you're building your faith, you're strengthening your, your business or your craft. And it's like, everything comes hand in hand once you... You know, you know, build that foundation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Sorry, you, fear, you want to say something, Nuali? Yeah, and I was gonna to say too that fear that that person's is is dealing with or that they're feeling is not gonna trump the fear of regret. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't want to look back and be like, I wasted that opportunity. Wow. Like the fear of failure isn't as bad as the fear of regret because. Wow. Failure, you learn from your failures, you know? You learn, you can be like, okay, I learned, say I, I released a song, I learned from the mistakes from it. Or like, I learned how I need to market better if I want to get a bigger audience or like how to structure the lyrics better, how to hit, you know, the bars better, things yeah. of that nature are refining, you know? Like, it's a yeah. refinement. But if I never released a song, you know, I just, in my head, I'd be like, okay, I'm nice, but it's like, like you don't you don't get the critique you don't get that feedback you know like you know not everyone's gonna appreciate your brand or not everyone's gonna appreciate your, your music but the people that will cherish it the people that will ride for you like they will never experience what you have to offer them if you never put it out say that again sir because I feel like so many people want everyone to like their craft yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> I don't think that's like reality you know yeah exactly. Yeah. It's hard. Like you can't have something that's for everyone, right? Yeah. It's, it's you gotta find your people and hold on to them. You gotta yeah. find your niche. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like even like if you compare to early, early stage Kanye, right? Mm. I'm sure, like we were all impacted by Kanye. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta. You gotta acknowledge. You gotta like, acknowledge you him, man. To. Like, we, yeah, we all were somewhat impacted by it. Like he influenced whatever. So. Yeah. But looking at his documentary, it's like people were not listening to him. People were not appreciating his craft. People were not giving him time of day. And what I realized is like you not only do you have to have faith, but you really got to force it on people. Like, you have to like you gotta, elaborate. Elaborate on the force part. What do you mean by force on people? Force is in market yourself as much mm. as possible. You know, like mark yourself as much as possible. Like get creative, get creative, and also like just present it to as many people. Like, you know, and then you'll know if you really, you know, if this is for you. If if people begin to start tapping in, but I feel like you could just see it. Like he went to every A and R, every producer, 
nope, nope, nope. Yeah. You know, everyone's saying no. It's like, right? okay, so then let me use all the bit of money that I have and create a video and be creative and show showcase like my talent. Like, yeah, I can make a creative sound and visuals and so good that people can't deny it. Then the day yeah. people can't deny talent. So it's like you putting all this work and still being labeled as a producer and you're just this person so not until he forced it on people by you know the marketing and like his creativity thank you for listening to the god be known podcast part two of dream chasers will come out next week january 3rd at 4 p.m have a good day everyone and a happy new year's